0: Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your co-hosts, Hayward Evans and Eddie Rye, the last Thursday before the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. And we're dedicating today's program to the activities that will be happening over the weekend in commemoration of the King holiday. And we have uh, various people involved in various aspects. Uh, At the Garfield Celebration, uh, we instituted an opportunity fair, a job opportunity fair, about four years ago, and we've had a lot of people very supportive uh, I think last year 138 job offers were made. We have a resume station helping people get their resumes together, and we also have support from elected officials like Port Seattle Port Commissioner Ryan Calkins, who's on the line right now. How you doing, Commissioner? Great. good afternoon, Eddie. Okay, and I indicate, my my co-host is Hayward Evans. You've seen him around too. He's he's a busy guy as well, trying to get justice for the for the people. But uh, indeed. Well, uh, uh, Commissioner Calkins, first of all, I just want you to share with our listeners a little bit about uh, yourself. I know you work with small businesses, and we really appreciate your support trying to level a playing field at the Port of Seattle, but give our listeners just a little bit of, the back, of your background, and then let's talk a little bit about the responsibilities of the Port Commission before we go into the MLK part.
1: You bet, you bet. So I uh, uh, professionally, I was a small business owner in Georgetown before I got into politics, and was uh, had a had a family business and worked really hard to be successful in that area, and so I certainly understand how challenging it can be to run any business in Seattle. But I'm also acutely aware of uh, how challenging it can be coming from communities of color to establish a business and be successful. And uh, so, when I joined the Port of Seattle Commission, one of my interests was seeing what we could do to expand opportunity for women in minority-owned businesses, and of course the Work that's happening this coming Monday around the MLK holiday uh, to raise awareness about opportunities and job fairs. I, I find that work incredibly valuable. The Port of Seattle has uh, committed to both diversity in contracting uh, and how we engage with uh, businesses and also diversity in hiring. And uh, the big news from this year for us is the, uh we have opened a whole new department at the Port of Seattle called the Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. And uh, that office is really geared toward updating our internal culture to make sure that we're doing everything we can internally to expand opportunity for people of color, while at the same time looking externally and saying, what can we do to, as an economic engine for our region, what are we doing to ensure that uh, people of color have access to the same opportunities that white people have had?
0: Well, you know, Commissioner, there's one thing I wanted to say right now. I certainly hope you rely on me and Rice to make sure there's equity and inclusion in contracting. Uh, I, he has the experience. Uh, I, while I respect the new office that the port has established, uh, but I'm just going with the people that I know that uh, are not afraid to put things out there. And also, I don't know if you've seen the latest numbers from the port of Seattle. Uh, the uh, I mean, they're really lackluster, especially – and the, uh, for African Americans and people of color, is just—I mean, it's dismal. So, and we know that FAA has some requirements, uh, but once we leave FAA, you know, we still are looking at, at some equity. So, uh, I, I would just want to encourage all the commissioners. I've talked to Fred Feldman and Steinbruck and others, but I would—we re- really need to have a person that knows the community, that knows contracting, and knows who the businesses are, uh, you know, to to be affected. Uh, and some people, you know, expect. Things that happen OJT, and a lot of times when that happens, our community gets left out even further behind. So I just wanted to uh, give you that. And we work closely with men, and we'll work closely with the Office of Equity and Inclusion as well. Matter of fact, Haywood will probably be interviewing Bukta in the next week or two because I know she has a couple of events coming up. And we're going to do what we can to help everybody that's for equity and inclusion. But we just also know uh, the lay of the land. And we also know when new people come in, things are put on hold because they're new. So we're just hoping that we can get past that and go with the experienced people we had in the Port of Seattle like Luis Navarro and Charlene Jones. Right. Now they, I mean, they were outstanding. Matter of fact, when Steve Metrick first got here, uh, Luis Navarro was the person that called in all the minority leaders from the business associations, the civil rights groups. He's the person that had that relationship. So I hope that he still is able to continue to work with our community. So that's my editorial, well, sir. <laughs>
1: well, as you have mentioned, three of my favorite colleagues at the Port of Seattle I get to work with, all three of them pretty consistently. So uh, I rest assured that uh, I get lots of opportunities to, to meet with them and engage them on ideas and support them when they bring projects to my attention that that could use some support.
0: It always helps to have someone in an elected office that's been a small business owner. It really, really helps. <laughs> Because you've been there, you know what it's like
2: oh yeah now, now commissioner, you know uh, last year you were at the Martin Luther King event and uh, I, my understanding is you're go- are gonna be there Monday. Is that correct the opportunity fair?
1: I am I'm gonna I'm I think I'm gonna get there later in the afternoon uh, i'm I'm gonna be in Olympia lobbying on some uh, related interests for the port um, Monday morning and then I, I think I'm gonna head straight there afterwards.
2: Okay, if I may, on, on, uh, when you're lobbying down in Olympia, let me plant this seed. Uh, the, gov- right. the governor put $10 million in his budget for the commun- uh, Central District Community Preservation and Development Authority. And that's the old SVI building that's being turned back over to the community uh, under, under the Community Preservation Board. Hopefully, you, when you are down there lobbying, you can talk about making sure that the uh, other state representatives don't touch that $10 million. Because that building, the old SVI, Seattle Vocational Institute, which we call now the McKinney Building, um, um, needs, really needs a new roof and some, some extreme emergency uh, uh, structural repairs now.
1: Okay. Well, I, if you wouldn't mind sending me a, a bit of information, I'd love to go in and, and advocate on that.
2: And, and if you're available, I would love to take you on a tour of the building. You think that okay. might be doable? Okay, I'll call down. Nope. Well, let's get around. the
0: email for his Monday tasks first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to protect the money first. We might not have a building to talk about. But, you know, uh, we're working with uh, men's office, as I indicated. Uh, we'll be working with the other, Lisa at, at the OMWBE. Uh, we'll be working with Leslie Jones at, at Sound Transit. Uh, Liz Alzier and her team at the City of Seattle, and uh, we've been meeting, we've had a meeting with Casey Sixkiller. And so we'll be trying to, to get all the folks in who said they, they swear they supported I-1000. Yeah. And this is a way that something can be done that for our businesses to have a place where they can come and get uh, direction, uh, mentoring. And also there's going to be, we have some young folks involved in technology with Amazon. As a matter of fact, the chair of the uh, Seattle Martin Luther King Organizing Coalition, Shade Moore, will be on right after you. She's about 30 years old, a senior manager at Amazon, has relationships with other folks in technology. So there's some things we can do uh, to also. We need some help in the trades, and we have some folks from the urban leg like Reverend Lawrence uh, Willis, uh, who is their uh, priority hire guy. He also is responsible for having the pre-apprenticeship program at the building where we're going to be located. So there are a lot of things that we can do, and i may able hey, we'll to get you that that that, that request to, to support House bill 1918 was the, was the legislation for to create that public development authority so, okay so uh, in terms of uh, the port of Seattle uh, what are the priorities We know there's a lot of uh, building going on and I know Lance a little out of the port is really busy and uh, I just wanted to get your perspective on what's happening with the port.
1: Yeah, we're in a uh, pretty capital-intensive period in our history right now where there are lots of uh, projects that we're running to upgrade facilities both on the waterfront and at the airport, and uh, we're also looking at ways in which we can reduce the impacts that that, uh, our facilities have on neighboring communities, and that that obviously there are especially acute impacts on South Seattle and South King County related to the airport. So. Spending a lot of time looking at how we can reduce our air quality impacts and some of the noise considerations. But more important than anything, as we move into this phase of significant expansion uh, and, and capital growth, we need to make sure that we are, that the benefits of that economic expansion go to the communities uh, right around the port facility. So, you know, we're talking about. South Seattle, Tukwila, White Center, uh, the airport communities, Burien, Des Moines, um, Tukwila, Federal Way. So we are focused on making sure that the these great jobs that come up from our construction projects and the facilities once they're up and running, that those go to the people right around the airport.
2: Now, on that note, the Opportunity Fair, again, is Monday. Can you just share with us uh, how you, how you viewed the Opportunity Fair last year when you were there?
1: Yeah, so part of what we realize is that uh, I remember I had a a conversation actually with a a young African-American woman who described to me how if you can't see it, you can't be it. And so for us at the port, it's absolutely essential that we're uh, reaching into the communities where uh, there are pools of qualified workers who may not even know that the Port of Seattle is hiring uh, and that our partners in the industry are hiring. And, And so... You know, we've been, uh, we have a booth there, and I, I believe me and i will probably be there as yeah, well. Yeah, he said yes. he'd be there, yes. Yeah, that's great. matter of fact, so, we had a big uh,
0: contingency of the, uh, the port police officers, too, as well, last year.
1: Yeah, that's right. And uh, so we have a, you know, we have our own police department, we have our own fire station. Uh, you know, we have a huge diversity of careers within direct employment of the Port of Seattle, but, you know, SeaTac Airport, about a thousand employees report to Seattle employees the other 20,000 are spread across 350 different businesses operating around the airport and making people aware that there are jobs ranging from entry-level customer service jobs all the way up to higher level executive management and we're constantly looking for for good qualified folks and diversity is key to that so you know we'll have a presence there for um, career development, and uh, we'd love for people to come and see what, what we're hiring for. Now,
2: now, you are going to be available for photo ops, right? I know a few
1: people. I hope so. <laughs> if anybody wants a picture, I'm not sure why. But, yeah, for sure.
0: And uh, we have a, a new person on uh, the port right now, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Commissioner Sam Cho. Have you had an opportunity right. to speak with him?
1: Sam and I have, have known each other for a uh, little over a year. And, uh so i had the opportunity to to meet with him as he was considering whether he was going to run or not and and i am grateful to the wise people of king county for uh, making a good choice and bringing sam on board with us uh, he's a he's the youngest commissioner by about a decade so he brings a fresh perspective uh he's also the first uh korean american to serve on the port of seattle commission and represents diversity in that way and uh he also comes from a small business background. He had worked in government for a while, and then he started his own business as an export business, where he was taking some of Washington's own products and selling them overseas, and was quite successful in that. And uh, so, I think he's going to be a great addition to the Port of Seattle. We will obviously miss Courtney Gregoire a great deal. She she opted not to run this last cycle, but I think Sam is going to be a great addition.
2: You know, um, with Courtney, I thought. I... I was looking, I was hoping that that, uh, Courtney would have become um, the state attorney general. I don't know if that's still in the back of her mind, but if you're listening, Courtney, I'm planting that seed over here. But on that note, just (laughs) tell us about your experience at the Opportunity Fair. What what did you see? How did you feel?
1: Well, uh, so I've attended the last two years, and I think if you go to that and don't come away feeling inspired by the quality of young people who are coming into the workforce now—I uh, yeah, don't think you got a pulse because the, the room is just humming with incredible young people uh, demonstrating the very best qualities of this next generation of workers. And, and it's also—I mean, I, I don't know how many total dozens of organizations that are there represented, but the number of opportunities uh, that people see when they when they come to the fair is, is quite striking. I mean, you know, all sorts of—if I remember correctly, there's Childcare institutions, as you mentioned, police departments. There's educational opportunities. There's even, um, I I believe, there's some educational funding opportunities, so folks looking for a way to to make it financially feasible to move ahead. So it it is kind of a um, soup-to-nuts offering of uh, opportunities uh, for people who are looking for work.
0: Well, Commissioner, uh, our 30-year-old chair of the Seattle Martin Luther King Jr. Organizing Coalition Shade Moore is on the line. I wanted her to say hi to you, and uh, I want you to meet her on, uh, I don't know if you didn't meet her before. Shade Commissioner Ryan Calkins, Poor Port Commissioner is on the line. He's been on the first part of the program, but I want to make sure that he said hi to you and make sure you look him up when he's over at the event on Monday.
1: Absolutely. Good
3: day. How are you, Commissioner?
1: Good, Shade. Nice to meet you over the phone, and I, I hope to meet you in person on Monday, too. Yes,
3: yes, yes. we going to be so many people. But uh, if you definitely tack down Eddie, Eddie will be able to get a hold of me right away. So I'll uh, primarily be inside of the gymnasium if you need to get a hold of me.
0: Great. Oh, okay. Perfect. Well, Commissioner, thank, thank you very much nice. for your it time was- today, and thank you for your commitment to businesses owned, exactly. owned by minorities it's as well.
1: My pleasure Dave, to get to come on your show. Thanks so much. Okay. It all, it's it sponsored by judge.
0: the Diversity Contracting Office at the Port of Seattle, too.
1: <laughs> Terrific. And, <laughs> and we
0: also have some ACDBEs that are sponsoring as well, so – uh, we're doing all right so far. So thank you very much, uh, and we look forward to seeing you on Monday, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah,
1: I'll see you then.
0: Okay, thank you. Commissioner Ryan Calkins, uh, Port of Seattle, and who has been attending the Opportunity Fair and the MLK event at Garfield, like we have on Monday, we do have our esteemed chair, uh, Ms. Shade Moore, on the line with us right now, who's going to bring us up to date on what we can expect to see on Monday. So, Shade, take it away.
3: Um, Well, there has, again, been tons of planning happening in regards to the 38th annual MLK March and Rally in Seattle. Um, Thankfully, as I've been mentioning in previous uh, interviews as well, everything on our website is updated, um, but we're going to be adding some additional features just so we can get more responses from the community on how we can make it better, as well as different input for next year's March and Rally. Um, especially for our program, um, for topics at our workshops um, and so forth and so on. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, if anybody has had the chance to take a look at our website, um, you'll definitely see our flyer on the main page. You'll see some of our goals. You'll see some outstanding photos photos of previous year's marching Rallies. We do have a meeting tonight, which is our last meeting before Monday's event. If anyone would like to attend, it is definitely open to the community. It will be at Lincoln Hughes Performing Arts Center from 630 to 8. Um, so definitely looking forward to having individuals um, come, listen to what we're doing, also volunteer and just um, get roped into our planning for 2021. Um, we know that it is the centennial anniversary for Garfield. So definitely looking forward to Eddie uh, doing that announcement on Monday. Um, we have some individuals flying in from out of state to perform for the community, which is awesome as well. Um, we're looking for, I actually got a phone call the other day. and um, I think it was, I believe it was from the governor's office. And they wanted to know a um, projected uh, amount of individuals that are uh, supposed to be showing up to Monday's event. So I told them between seven to 10,000, but I'm hoping even more. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much. A quick rundown of what's going on. You have our uh, workshops in the morning at 9:30. We have the opportunity fair at 8:30. We have the inside rally starting at 11 o'clock. We'll be heading out to Gar, heading out in front of Garfield at 12:30 to do our march. It's projected to rain, but we are hoping that it is cloudy or sunny on the day of the event. So just keep a lookout for the weather and dress warm, please, if you are. Um, going to be marching with us. We'll be heading down to City Hall Park. We'll be doing some entertainment and music it, or, uh, music there with spoken word. Um, you'll hear from some other individuals as well. So definitely just uh, looking forward to seeing everyone come out and enjoy this time with us um, in celebration of uh, King Day.
0: So give us uh, the route of the march.
3: So the route, actually, I mean, it's really complicated, but we do have three um, high-profile stops that we'll be making on the march um, so on our website um, it's pretty much highlighted for everyone we'll start at Garfield um, and then we'll head down to Providence Swedish and then we'll do a quick rally there um, and then we'll head to 14th and Jefferson um, and then 14th and Jefferson to Spruce um, down to twelfth and then we'll get to the DuMo detention center and we'll do another rally there Um, And then we'll march the 12th in Jefferson, uh, then Jefferson to Boren, and then uh, we'll head down to the King County Jail and SPD. We'll do another rally there, and then from there, we'll head down to City Hall Park.
0: And then after that, we'll go return to Garfield for the community meal.
3: Yes, and we will have been working with Metro. Metro will be there to make sure that um, anyone that is attending the event has transportation back up to garfield we'll also have some vans for those that aren't able to march with us but want to be there in spirit so that's wonderful this year as well you can find those details on the website so yeah um we have a variety of food that is going to be given out to those in the community at the community meal so definitely looking forward to that and i am told that the kitchen will be opening around two.
0: Okay, and I just want to give a shout-out since I'm on the food committee. I uh, <laughs> sent you a text today from El Centro de la Raza. Yes. And uh, so uh, we need to ID a Mexican restaurant to get the Mexican food. Anila Avzili from the Muslim Association of Puget Sound and American Muslim Empowerment Network, uh, they have committed to doing uh, the food for, the, I guess, the Middle Eastern food. And then... Uh, uh, we have, I'm waiting to hear about, I guess I'll find it not about Catfish Corner. and you know, I just saw Lewis. as a matter of fact, yeah. Hayward and I both stopped <laughs> by Ezels by the Renton Airport to get our facts in our, our, our Medium newspapers. e is taking
3: care of, they already sent it over, we get to go.
0: Yeah, they've been doing it for 38 <laughs> years, so I'm glad, Absolutely. To, uh, yeah, we appreciate them. So, but we also have uh, a few other uh, folks who are, have ma- committed to providing, so the Japanese American Citizens League, Toshiko Hasegawa, said they would take care of the Japanese food. So we're waiting on a couple more calls, but if it's really starting to come together. In and ter- there's
3: barbecue. We have ice cream uh, for everyone as Is well. that Molly Moon? Yep.
0: And then we got it's, M- it's Emma's Barbecue on Rainier
2: Avenue South, right? Yep. Okay, so we're going to give everybody a shout-out. to and, and the Scales Ethiopian restaurant, 20- 26th and Cherry. You Meeting with her. Okay.
0: So we'll discuss uh, the budget tonight. Now, what, could you run down just uh, uh, for our listeners some of the workshops that will be happening and also uh, the, uh, the Centennial Committee for the Garfield uh, Committee, so I'm on the steering committee, they want they wanted to have a table uh, to ex- display this stuff and show that Garfield's going to be 100 years old, but we can deal with that later. But I'd just like to have you share with our listeners some of the workshops that will be going on at 930.
3: Yeah, so um, unfortunately, our website couldn't house every workshop that we'll have on Monday. But if you go on to the website, hit on hit on events and then down to workshop topics, we have ethnic studies in Seattle schools, bystander intervention uh, experimentation. We have MLK and militarism. We'll have um, I have been to the mountaintop. Poets reflect on the difficult the difficult days ahead. We have How to Stop Hate in Seattle Lessons from Former White Supremacists, Um, Opportunities for Empowerment. Um, We have a workshop on Knowing Your Rights, Poor People's Campaign, Songwriting for Social Justice. Um, We have Name That Oppression, Um, Green Waves, Not Red Lines. Uh, We need to talk Solving for Native Homelessness, Improve Medicare for All, and help justice. So those are just a few, Mm -hmm. Um, but I've been getting hit up. um, And it just (laughs) lets me know that we need to keep expanding because there's so many people, even if it's at the last minute, that want to get on board um, to get their workshop out there. They want to be a part of the tabling. They want to be a a part of the opportunity fair. They want to speak. So again, I've been uh, working with our webmasters to try to get something up on our website, so where we can start soliciting that information early on, before we plan, so we can have a better idea of what people want to
2: see. Now, Charday, Doctor Moore. Now Sunday, you're having a youth event. Can you share with us a little bit about the uh, youth leadership event?
3: So unfortunately, I don't know the entirety of the yeah, program. Yeah,
2: we but had on, we had Tana we, we had ton.
0: I have the uh, we had Tana on last week. It's at Langston Hughes Sunday. It begins at twelve noon. There will be free food, there will be music, there will be spoken word. Lots of food. And it lasts to 5 o'clock. And we know we passed the youth leader's budget at our last meeting. So uh, But Tana was on last week. She was on last week. And I also think that we have uh, that information is up on the website as well?
3: That information is up on the website. Okay. So, again, if you go to events, you go to youth event, it will have everything there for you. It will have this kind of actually it was just Awesome! It does have a uh, timeline of our event. So doors open at twelve. We'll have a uh, opening. The Black National Anthem, African drumming. We'll be having lunch, a speech, spoken word, dancing, singing. Um, I was also told by Tana that there is going to be an opportunity for some workshops for the youth. Exactly, uh, and a credit a credit, credit speakers workshop. Speakers as well.
0: And they're going to have representatives from the Bank of America there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. To talk about credit and uh, opening up accounts and this is letting what people our know. Folks
3: need to
0: hear. All right, well, I want to thank you very much, Madam Chair, Shad uh, <laughs> for all the work you've been doing, and I'm glad that your health improved just in time to undertake the uh, this monumental weekend that you get ready to face. So, thank you very much, and we'll see you this evening at, at the meeting at Langston Hughes at six thirty for the CLMLK Organizing Coalition. Thank you, Dr. Moore. Okay, then.
4: Appreciate it. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Okay. Okay.
0: All right, we have uh, several announcements we want to do. Hey, but I don't know if you know it or not, but Dow Constantine has appointed Ed Prince, the Executive Director of the Commission on African-American Affairs, to the Sound Transit Board of Directors. Whoa. And then, as you also know, uh, the Pearson County Council uh, and King County Council appointed Jesse Johnson to serve as a new state representative for the 30th Legislative District. Both of these stories in the Seattle Medium. Uh, Ed is on the, I got a little picture on up at top, and Jesse's on the front page. And then uh, also a couple of condolences, uh, shout out. uh, Deacon Joseph Mason Sr. will be funeralized uh, Saturday at 11 o'clock a.m. at Mount Zion. And then I will turn away and go right back uh, out to uh, Chris Hooper's uh, celebration of life and legacy. That will be Saturday, the 18th, at 1 o'clock p.m. at First Christian Church at uh, 11717 Southeast 240th Street in Kent, Washington. So those are some things. And then also, uh, talking to the commissioner, I want to let him know that the Port of Seattle's uh, sponsor now is the Diversity Contracting Office with me and Rice. want to thank Sound Transit Small Business Development and Labor Compliance Office for their support. The City of Seattle's and Construction Services Office with Liz Alzier and her team. Uh, concourse concession with Dave Fukuhara SeaTac Bar Group LLC with two Desert Storm veterans I hope Donald Trump don't send them back uh, Rod, <laughs> Rod O'Neill and Jerry Whitsitt and Stephanie Ogle does our website every Thursday night uh, at uh, Rumba Notes Lounge uh, uh, Nichelle and Latanya will welcome you in to hear some of the best live music and you can also order some uh, Kenyan food from the restaurant next door while you enjoy the music So we're going to take a break and come back with our next guest after this.
5: Step up your commute and ride light. Sound Transit's new Capitol Hill and University of Washington Link Light Rail stations are now open. Get around town faster and more reliably than ever. Ride now from the University of Washington to Capitol Hill in just four minutes or continue on to Westlake Station in just eight minutes. Find lots of helpful information on how to ride, how to get an Orca card, and more at ulink2016.org. Link Light Rail. More stations, more places. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150.
0: hey, uh, and my next guest is Christina Van Middlesworth. She's been chairing uh, the C.L. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, Coalition Organizing Committee's uh, Opportunity Fair. So, uh, Christina, welcome to Urban Forum again. And give us an update on what people can expect at 830 uh, on, uh, on um, um, Monday morning. And we know what some people can expect tomorrow at 3 o'clock at Garfield. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the setup.
6: Yes, we we have some work to do tomorrow. But uh, for Monday, we actually have uh, 50, 51 companies who have signed on, and they said, yes, we have jobs, we are hiring. Um, and they're, the requirement for a company to be there is that they actually be able to hire uh, in Immediately, you know, obviously applying and things like that, but hire immediately or offering opportunities So this includes some internships. This includes a few scholarships thrown in there Um, We're talking training as well. So we're really that's that's kind of been the drive behind all of this is really making sure that we have the right companies the right businesses in the room who are committed to providing that next step providing that opportunity Um, So Airport Jobs is actually going to be joining us again this year. UW Medicine, um, our cement masons and plasters are going to be there. Uh, The Puget Sound Electrical and Joint Apprenticeship Program will be joining us again. Uh, WASHDOT will be there, and they are definitely looking to hire. Um, Same thing with Sound Transit. Amazon will be there. Um, Some returners. Some returning businesses that we've had in the past that are joining us again will be Nike, uh, SPD will be there. We have a new uh, new business, Sheridan Grand Seattle will be there, uh, PCC Market. So, for a full, complete list, like I said, that's that's only a little a little taste. Um, we have a complete list located on the MLK website uh, for our event, and that's uh, Seattle MLK Coalition org. So that's where the full line is. Full lineup is for the event.
2: Now, uh, Christina, for the people who are underemployed, you have a resume room. Can you share with uh, with the listening audience a little bit about the resume room and what it could do for someone?
6: Yes, the the resume room, um, Rolita with WorkSource Rainier has been helping us out so much with this over the last couple of years, and it has really grown. Um, In fact, this year we're going to have HR professionals in the resume room, which we had that last year. We're also going to have people there to take photos. So if you need to get your headshot done for your LinkedIn page, we'll have that happening. Um, And then we're also going to have some HR professionals scattered throughout the fair itself so that maybe you can't get all the way over to the room or you have a quick question about your resume or about a job that you've met someone in the room. And they're going to be actually mixed in with the tables um, to actually be there, right there on the spot, to be able to ask a question about your application that you're doing. Because you know, there's there's many pieces to this. It's not just about applying for the job, but actually making sure you're you know you're submitting the best version of yourself on paper for that job application. So the um, HR professionals that are in the room, they're they're so great and they're so helpful, and they're really there to you know, help you start a a resume. If you don't have one, they're there to tweak one. If you do have one, to actually go in and work through the details, make sure that you're really giving it your best shot to go to that next step.
0: Now, why don't you share with our listeners last year about how many people showed up, how many companies were there, and and I know Lisa Marks of Northwest Carpenters will be there. Uh, She'll be there Friday tomorrow, too. But uh, on Monday, I know the Northwest Carpenters, but can you uh, share with our listeners, like, how many people actually showed up An Estimate? We know we didn't take any any, uh, names or anything, but how many people actually made reservations to say they'd be there and how many people showed up? And how many job offers were made and training opportunities were made available?
6: We actually, um, I'm glad you mentioned that because people can actually pre-register before the event as a job seeker if you want to skip that step um, when you arrive. You can actually go online and register, and then that way it keeps you in the loop with information that WorkSource has for other job events like this, but it also helps us so that we can talk about who we're bringing into the room. Last year, we actually had uh, over 50 offers made from this event, which is really the most exciting number that we can talk about um, of just people who showed up ready, interested, maybe got their resume worked on, and were able to receive a job offer from this event. Um, last year, we had over 40 organizations that per- participated, um, different companies. Some of the same same companies come every year, but we also get some new faces in there because it's not just big businesses that are there. We're supporting our local and small businesses as well, and they're participating in the room. Um, and then as far as attendees, I mean... Definitely worth it to go online and look at those pictures from last year. The room is packed, so I want to say that we had a couple hundred people there just for the Opportunity Fair, not to mention the workshops are happening in that same space. People come in early, and they're checking out the community tables that are there. Um, There's different organizations that have, you know, trying to get their message out with our community tables that are happening there uh, just outside of the main room where the Opportunity Fair is. It really is just a, a buzz of excitement going on on Monday morning.
2: Can you tell us about the Nurses Association also? Don't you have a, a, a table there or something set up for some health-related?
6: Yes, they do. They will be doing our wellness checks again this year. Um, Ms. Frankie and the whole team is really, they come out, and, and they're there with us right from the very beginning. And they're doing wellness checks, so that's always an option as well. Um, the nurses are volunteering their time to be there. They're, you know, checking blood pressure, things like that, and really just kind of taking some quiet time to check in with you if that's what you're there for.
2: You know, and also some photo ops, because, you know, the commissioner from the uh, Port of Seattle said he was he's going to be there for photo ops as well. And I know there's a few other elected officials that come through. Congressman Adam Smith said he will be there as well. He was there yep, last Congressman year.
6: Congressman Adam Smith is always always at this event. We really appreciate it, and he's always there for having interns um, and advertising that event to, to the students as well. Really, this is for anyone. It's for anyone who's underemployed, students looking for part-time jobs, um, high school students. It's really just that next step. You know, what are you looking for? What's, that, what's that, that next moment, that next level for you?
2: Well, I'd like to congratulate you again. Didn't you just get a new position?
6: I did. I did. I actually had had just started last time I was on. I'm working for Illuminomics, which is a small business here in Seattle, based here in Seattle. And it's been really great. I'm really enjoying my job and they've been supportive as well of this event. So they're actually going to be turning out of a, one of our um, team members is actually going to be there working in the uh, resume room and, another team member is going to actually be recording the event helping us get some information and putting a video together so who knows next year you may even have a video to take a look at on our website
0: well all I can say is the last time you uh, got interviewed on this radio program you told your colleagues where you just started the new job yeah. I'm doing an interview they said you just got here you get the interview already <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't know what it was about but I thought that was that was really humorous <laughs> for them to be thinking you'd be having an interview for a new job and you just got to, to the new job, okay, okay, Christina, thank you very much, thank and uh, you. we'll see you this evening at the meeting at six thirty. Was a opportunity fair meeting before that?
6: No opportunity fair meeting before that, so we'll be working on emails and get and getting. We won't have an opportunity fair meeting before that. We'll just be working on and getting emails, and of course, uh, the op fair will be communicating with our exhibitors, confirming their information and making sure everything is up-to-date and ready to go because we'll be doing our load-in tomorrow.
2: All you right. and John Birchie have done a great job. Great yep. job. The whole team. Thank have you. Done we a good, team. Outstanding job.
0: We okay, really Christina. We have
6: some great volunteers.
0: Thank you very much. And everybody can go to the website and get additional information, org. So we'll see you, uh, Christina. Thank good you very night. much for all the work you're doing.
6: Thank
0: you. All right. Uh, our next guest is... Uh, Bobby Alexander, who was uh, chair of the program committee for the 2020 MLK event. He was uh, the co-chair of the C.L. Martin Luther King Celebration Committee uh, three years ago. So he has a wealth of knowledge for a young guy. Yes. Uh, so he's right on top of So, Bobby, I know you've been wrestling with the program and trying to keep it under uh, two hours or so. <laughs> so why don't you share with our listeners exactly what you guys have come up with so far?
7: All right, so this year, um, and like, previously, like previous years, we'll have the Black National Anthem, of course, to start things. This year, we're going to have the privilege of having a, a descendant of Chief Seattle actually giving the land acknowledgment, so everybody will understand Ron Duwamish land. So I, I'm pretty excited about that. It's not every day you get to come in contact with somebody who's literally you know, uh, responsible for the name of this city, so that's pretty impressive. And then we're going to have our two keynote speakers will be uh, Anila Afzali, who I believe is the president of uh, the Seattle uh, Muslim American Association or something. Yeah, something
0: it's like a that. Muslim, Muslim yeah, American Muslim Empowerment Association. Yeah. And right. Muslim Association of Puget Sound, and they're also providing some food, so that's another good right.
7: thing. Okay, and I heard she's very charismatic. Oh, she's actually so very excited. It took us a, we had to book her a year a year out, so obviously a person who is very influential in the city. I looked her up a little bit on Google, and in 2017, she was listed as one of the most influential people in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have Logic Amen speaking. He's the vice principal or assistant principal at uh, Lincoln High School in Tacoma. Mm-hmm. For anybody who follows him on Facebook, I know he has a really large social media following, and he does the Greo parties. and.
0: Yeah, we've had uh, him a, on here before yeah, several times.
7: Yeah, just an enlightened brother, honestly. He is. So excited to hear him. And then for entertainment, and we have a guy coming out here from Louisiana who was a really big part of, take, of taking down all those Confederate monuments. I know that that was on people's minds, obviously, in light of whatever happened with the, the Tiki torches a couple of Was that last year?
0: 2017, Yeah, Charlottesville.
7: So, yeah, Charlottesville. Uh, so we have somebody who's you know, very involved for that movement. His name is a scribe called Quest, and he's coming here, and I'm very excited because he's a nationally renowned uh, spoken word champion so that's pretty exciting and then we also have new black arts coming to, to give a spoken word performance as a group so we're going to have you know, a group of young people coming to participate and I think this year we did a really good job of, of getting young people we have several uh, young performers under 18 years old or high school students that will be singing so we have, we have that going on as well and then for the outdoor program we have both Michelle Weathers who I believe works for the ACLU uh, and Martin Negrete speaking, so we have some diversity there. Uh, ultimately, we're just going to have an event, like always, that's very representative of our community and, and people coming out to honor the legend that is uh, Dr. King.
2: Now, Bobby, people need to understand, too, you're studying for the bar, is that correct?
7: Yeah, I'm studying for the bar exam right now. Uh, that's actually what I was doing. I'm reading about ten landlord relationships right now. Uh, they
2: need that in Seattle. But but on that note, but you're still out here volunteering. You're not getting paid for this, right?
7: No, no. I mean, you do this because you want to see it pulled off well. You, you do this because you recognize the symbolic power of this event. You know, for, for years, I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday. For years, the Central District was a place that was the home of the African-American community, and it was our home because of redlining. You know it was our home because we were placed there and now the ham that is uh, the invisible one that everybody talks about in economics has decided that that's a place that's desirable and now everybody's being pushed out because of uh, property taxes and things like that but on this one day of the year it's our it's our area again so if anything you know we come to celebrate that the legacy of our community in this area and it's important that we make sure that it happens And for me you know, rather than just hoping other people do it right, I've always said that I need to participate in it directly. And, and it doesn't really matter what else is
2: going on. You know, on that note, too, thank you for going by the McKinney Building, you previously known as SBI, so that we're getting it back to our community relative to all this gentrification you just alluded to.
0: Well, Bobby, yeah, Bobby is, is uh, I think, a candidate for the board, I believe. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I we, gotta, we don't I gotta know. <laughs> We don't know, but we want to make sure. That's why, you know, I was happy to see you and Shadi and other younger folks there because this is something that's going to have to be maintained through generations. And uh, so the uh, development authority is there in perpetuity. So, you know, so we're going to act like it's ours. We take care of it. We get it funded. And we will need you and Shadi to make a trip down to Olympia to talk to some of the legislators uh, about uh, retaining that $10 million that's in the governor's budget. So people Are we going comp-
7: to do that on A. Philip Randolph Day? Is that what's going
0: on? No, 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 no. We, gotta, we, gotta, we have to go to the legislature's in session now. No. Uh, we're, okay. going, we're, going, we're going to have a delegation going, uh, uh, two delegations every week. Uh, the session's over on the 13th. But if okay. you're out of sight, you're out of mind. So we're right. going to be in, there, in folks' face. So, you know, if folks can just plan on going down to support uh, the McKinney Center and, and the funding that's in the governor's uh, supplemental budget. Uh, that can go a long way. So I think we have the support of our legislative delegation. I think they were pleased to see the turnout, uh, the people who, and the various uh, organizations and interests that folks represented at that meeting. So uh, we'll definitely have to have have a conversation on that one too, Bobby. So uh, I'll still look forward to seeing you tonight at the meeting at Langston Hughes at 630. Yep. And thank you for your leadership and all you're doing for the community, brother.
7: No problem. Oh six Hayward. Oh six. All right now. Oh six I, need to pay 19, for some food 19, too. I, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> we alphas
0: need to, to respond some food, and so do the, the 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 Royal Esquire Club. We need to have <laughs> need to have all of our organizations. We got Anila's organizations putting in food. El Centro de La Raza, Japanese American Citizens League, and we have the Ethiopian restaurant and yeah. some barbecue, yeah. and we need to have the alphas. Uh, King, Dr. King was an alpha, and we need to have the Royal Escry Club putting in something, too. So y'all name, go on the list. Okay, Bobby. Right. Thanks, man. Appreciate Thank you. you. you All right. Okay, we're gonna take a break and come back with our next guest after this.
5: Step up your commute and ride light. Sound Transit's new Capitol Hill and University of Washington Link Light Rail stations are now open. Get around town faster and more reliably than ever. Ride now from the University of Washington to Capitol Hill in just four minutes or continue on to Westlake Station in just eight minutes. Find lots of helpful information on how to ride, how to get an ORCA card and more at ulink2016.org like Rail. More stations, more places. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk 1150. We now have uh,
0: Fred Anderson on. Uh, Fred has been on the fundraising committee for the CLMLK Coalition, and uh, uh, he is a retired Seahawks football player. He got a 1977-78 Super Bowl ring, victory rings with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and He's been a all, a, the all-pro on the fundraising uh, committee, and we appreciate that. Uh, we heard some of the contractors that kicked in some money. Fred was able to collaborate with Hayward to get another grant. So, uh, Fred, give us your impression about what you see so far with the Martin Luther King event.
4: Well, hey, uh, I'm, I am excited about this year's event, uh, especially about the uh, Opportunity Fair and what it has to offer and uh i'm I'm just happy to see these kinds of this kind of event uh come, and now we're ready to make it happen and to see it happen and to witness it happening and uh you know we will do our part, and I know everyone else is excited like I am
0: <laughs> you know and um uh... In terms of, uh, uh, I was telling someone just yesterday that the uh, McKinney Center for Community and Economic Development, the public development authority created by House Bill 1918, sponsored by Sharon Tomiko Santos, now gives us a facility where folks can get help every day. I mean, we'll continue with the job fairs and opportunity fairs, but we have not had a location is that that vicious dog in the background? Oh, man, yeah. My dog will bite out. somebody. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's a little, yeah. but not big as a mouse or a cattle him, <laughs> but he'll bite me. But anyway, uh, he
4: heard you in the background. Isn't is that
0: what it is? Yeah, he doesn't like me at all. But but anyway, so uh, you know, we haven't had a plan center. Uh, you know, possibly we would have the Urban League as a tenant. Uh, they're doing some great work. The pre apprenticeship program, and with the relationships that we're developing now, like with the Washington State Labor Council. And uh, we working with the uh, carpenters, Lisa Marks, the Northwest Carpenters. We understand mm-hmm. the electrical uh, union will have representatives there. And uh, as Bobby Alexander, who was just on, uh, stated over at the McKinney Center, uh, when we had the meeting with uh, Representative Pettigrew and uh, Senator Saldana and Representative Santos, that they're, they're, the market is saturated with degreed people, but tec- technical people right. and the trades people, where there mm-hmm. is a void in terms of our numbers. And That's one correct. of the things that you know Sade mentioned during uh, the tour, Sade more mentioned is uh, the tech, the possibility of having this technology center where our folks can be trained to mm-hmm. make enough money to move back to the CD. Mm-hmm. So and so that would be right there as well. And yep. we're really hoping that you know that that comes about. So Fred, why don't you just give uh, our listeners imp- your impression of uh, last year's uh, uh, job opportunity fair?
4: Well. Um, uh, last year, uh, opportunity fair was a success and, uh, you know, everyone, uh, engaged and, and, uh, it, 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 it turned out, uh, better than I could ever imagine. And this year, I just think it'll be over the top. And, uh, there's a lot of folks out there need opportunities and what better place to, to receive those opportunities are right in your own community, your own backyard. And uh, this environment is, is, is perfect. There's people out there trying to help one another and hold one another up. And uh, it's, it's everything that you could want if you're looking for an opportunity. And uh, I just think that we're, we're trying to level the playing field where we can. All right. And there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Uh, we know what that work is, and we'll just stay committed, stay focused, keep our priorities straight, and just keep moving on to move on.
0: Okay, Fred. So uh, we'll see you uh, at the meeting at 630 Langston Hughes this evening?
4: I'll, we'll be there. We'll
0: okay. Be there. We and won't
4: have to worry about the snow. All right. And, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to give we a shout-out to your wife, too, Darla. She's been, been at the meetings as well, and she's yeah. going to be – over at Garfield tomorrow at 3 o'clock, I understand.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're we, we going to go over there and help uh, uh, lay down some tables. Whatever needs to be done, we'll be there to help do it. Okay,
0: uh-huh. then. We appreciate you. Thank you very much.
2: Uh, okay, you, y'all take it easy. Okay, we'll
0: see you this evening. Okay, we got uh, quite a few Martin Luther King events going on. Uh, I know that uh, on uh, tomorrow is uh, the Seattle Community College event. Uh, they have a renowned speaker, Ms. Tricia Rose who is an author, internationally acclaimed scholar, and public speaker. Uh, that will be at uh, Mount Zion. I think the door is open at 1130. And uh, Danelle Diamond and Greater Works will be doing uh, the, uh, the entertainment. And my friend Monique Menlavin from Cairo will be uh, the emcee. Uh, there's also going to be an event uh, at the at Washington State History Museum. Uh, that's in downtown Tacoma and the Onyx Fine Arts Gallery, Ashby Reed and the gang, they'll be having an MLK deal from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., so that's going on. And then on Sunday, uh, Rebuild, Reclaim, and Strengthen the Community, uh, Dr. uh, Malcolm A. Punter uh, will be in town speaking at New Hope, and there will be an open house and ribbon-cutting celebration of the townhouses that Reverend Dr. Robert L. Jeffrey Sr., who's the pastor of New Hope and the founder of the Black Dollar Day Task Force, is uh, making all his words come to, to reality with those townhomes. And uh, Dr. Plummer will be addressing the issue of gentrification, and that will be at uh, 1045 at New Hope. Also, my friend Kelly Jefferson, i got to give you a shout-out of condolence. I see your mother, Maddie B. Morgan Jefferson, has passed away. And Kelly was an all-star player, basketball player at Garfield, is now in the construction business, so Brother, I heart is with you. Hey, would you have any other announcements going on?
2: Just again for Joe Mason. Joe Mason was such a a fantastic guy. His service again is going to be held at Mount Zion uh, this Saturday, and the doors will be opening at eleven a.m. A shout out to Joe, Don Mason, and their entire family. You know, we're going to miss you, Joe. I used to love. He was my favorite singer in the Brotherhood Choir.
0: Yeah, he could get down doing those solos. No question about that. But we're going to end up by doing some King. Before we do that, I want to let everybody know that uh, we're supported by Sound Transit Small Business Development Labor Compliance Office with Leslie Jones, the City of Seattle's Person Construction Services Office, Liz Alzier, uh, the Port of Seattle's Diversity Contracting Office uh, with me and Rice, uh, Concourse Concession, David Fukuhara, SeaTac Bar Group, LLC, Rod O'Neill, and Jerry Whitsitt. Uh, Stephanie Ogle does our website. And we're going to close out today's program with some MLK with Eric on
2: the boards. See you Monday. have seen the glory
4: of the coming of the Lord.